G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, an amazing story emerged this week that involves the work of a Christian non-profit pregnancy support service in Adelaide. A 23-year-old woman came to Adelaide on a foreign student visa and was hit with an $8,000, that's right, an $8,000 accommodation bill for spending four nights at the Women's and Children's Hospital in Adelaide because she had nowhere else to go after giving birth. Well, the Christian pregnancy support non-profit called Pregnancy Help SA stepped in to help foot the bill for this young mother from Zambia. Robin Grace runs Pregnancy Help SA, and Robin's joining us. Hello, Robin. Welcome along to 2020. Thanks for having me. Uh, Robin, a young Zambian mother, uh, her name is Faith. Uh, She doesn't qualify for our hospital system, not covered by Medicare. It must have been quite an ordeal she was going through. It was. Actually, um, Faith was given this bill by the hospital by mistake, They actually um, shouldn't have given her the bill. It's normally supposed to go to her health insurance provider. Um, We spoke to the health insurance provider and um, they were supposed to cover her bill because she's got health insurance. But there was a discrepancy because the hospital hadn't filled in the paperwork correctly. So that's why um, they said that they probably wouldn't be covering her bill. Um, with the rest of her hospital bills, only 25% of those bills were covered, which we actually paid um, for face. So all of that anxiety about an $8,000 bill, uh, she had some private health insurance, but she's just given birth to a new baby. Uh, mm-hmm. all, of that, all of that mounts up and it's very stressful, no doubt. Well, that's right. The, ma- the main stress really was that Faith was homeless. And the thing is, sadly, in our state, and I guess in a lot of other states as well, there is no accommodation available for not only young uh, mums that have had babies, but for mums in general. A lot of the women that we help and support are homeless, and we end up having a number of um, mums, students and immigrants from different countries live with us because there's nothing available. And Robin, what compounds this particular case with Faith is that she refused to have an abortion that her boyfriend was asking of her and he walked away from her when she refused. Uh, That is quite common um, with a number of the women that we help. Um, Faith actually um, was considering to have an abortion and she actually watched an abortion. Uh, what an abortion actually does to the unborn baby and she was horrified by it and she changed her mind and um, then the government organisations contacted us to see if we could help and support her. 
And, of course, she's a long, long way away from her family and immediate support network that you might ordinarily think you have. But when you're a student in a foreign nation, uh, no one there easily close at hand to be able to be supportive when you're in the middle of uh, something which is a, a real crisis. It is a real crisis, and especially for Faith. Um, she's an orphan, and um, her, her brothers and sisters saved up for many years for her to be able to come out here and study. And just to study for one year, it costs about $20,000 as an international student, and they have to pay that up front at the beginning of each year. So she had this burden as well that she's carrying, you know, that she had let her family down, and um, as well, she's got that stress but also of not having anywhere to live. Where was she going to go and who's going to help care for her child? Because if she doesn't keep studying, then she'll be deported under the immigration law as well. So that's why we actually um, help support her with looking after the baby so she can continue with her study as well. And Robin, uh, word got out and the Sunday Mail did a story on what's happened with Faith and uh, they've made some calls on your behalf and on her behalf to try and get some resolution. What's the latest? Yes, they did, and I couldn't thank them enough. Um, so we had a meeting, thanks to the Sunday Mail, we had a meeting with uh, the hospital board on Friday, Faith and myself, and they said there had been a misunderstanding. I always like that word, misunderstanding. And um, so... Faith now does not have to pay the $8,000. What a so, relief. Absolutely. But, you, you know, the, my deep concern is that here we had Faith, though, who was homeless in the hospital for the four days of accommodation. And the thing is, nobody still helped to find her somewhere to live. That's my deep concern. Like, they just left her there for the four days until she found a friend to take her in for a short term. This and, is my deep concern. And Faith is with you now. She's staying under your she roof. Is. She is living with our family. That's right. And you're providing the sort of support that's needed for a young mum because, you know, first baby, uh, there's a lot of things to learn. There is a lot of things to learn and to be and for her to have to study as well is a huge stress really you know for a young mum but she's doing an amazing job she's an amazing mum and yeah uh, now, Robin, you're endeavouring to put a little pressure on the South Australian state government. Uh, what sort of efforts have you gone to to try and get some sort of, uh, you know, way to uh, to perhaps get some accommodation for uh, young women who are in this sort of crisis? Yes. Well, I've contacted an uh, I saw an MP about a month ago, actually, because um, Faith isn't the only one who I have who's homeless and. It, like I'm saying, it's quite a problem, to be honest. And, yes, yeah, so I went and saw an MP about a month ago hoping there's a property for sale over in Adelaide that's got, like, 17 bedrooms and would be perfect for the situation that I need for these, not just the young mums, but for the um, immigrants who are on working visas, but also Australians. I'm helping Aboriginal girls and everything else as well. Um, who are homeless, so you know it's a it's a great need. But like most 
government organisations, unless things are brought to the media or pressures applied, uh, nothing gets done, sadly, for those who are the most vulnerable in our communities. It's an interesting scenario, isn't it, that if uh, if there is a changing tide uh, when it comes to pro-life issues and uh, you want young mothers to keep their babies, you don't want them to have abortions, uh, but then you need that support network that is in place for when that young mother makes the decision and says, I have nowhere else to go, but I want to keep my baby. Uh, there, is, right. there is a need, isn't there, for, uh, for governments to be attentive to that uh, growing need that people do want to keep their baby. That's right. Well, see, all the women that we help through Pregnancy Help SA, every one of them, um, even just one last week, a new family from Nepal, um, in the same situation, um, most of these people don't have health insurance, so um, they're not eligible to have Medicare here in Australia. So they've got these huge bills that they will be facing. And so the thing is, I always say to God, what's the need? You know, these people, 90% of the families that I meet do not want to abort their children. They really don't. But they are in such dire circumstances that they are reaching for an answer or, you know, even a prayer of, you know, how's God going to help them through this? And so each time before I meet them, I always say to God, what's the need, you know, for this family? So one family I had was um, an African family and they actually lived one street away from our abortion clinic here and I said to them, what is it that you need? And for this family, you know, I was praying about it and like 2 o'clock in the morning I got an answer from God to say, feed them. And I thought, can't be that simple. But, you know, it was that simple. So every week... Three times a week I'd go down there and cook for this family. I'd do their washing, all the practical things to help this family. And most of the time that's what it is, something practical to support them. Robin, how long have you been doing this now with uh, your organisation? Did you found the organisation Pregnancy Help SA? Yes, yes we did. And how long is that now you've been doing that? Um, probably about 10 years now, yeah. And it wasn't that difficult. It wasn't sophisticated to get underway. You just thought, well, we better go and feed that family. They need us now. That's right. So um, it's funny because I say to, at the beginning of this year, um, one of the other mums returned back to Colombia to have her child. And I said to God, well, maybe it's time for me to move on and do something else. And But I always leave... Uh, an opening for God to show me if I'm supposed to keep going in this area. And I said, well, if you want me to keep going, give me three more mums tomorrow, you know, by tomorrow. And um, I went onto my computer and there was two new ones sitting there for me to start helping. So. And do you have a big house yourself? Have you got lots of spare rooms for all these young mums? No, we don't have a big house. We've actually... That's why um, I really sort of pleading with our government to do something. So um, it is quite awkward in our home. We actually downsized when our eldest daughter left because I wasn't doing this then. And, um, yes, and even sometimes my poor husband has earplugs in because of crying babies in our home, so it's quite interesting. 
So, yeah. And how can listeners to our conversation today support you? I mean, you know, I guess, you know, we can ask people to pray and that's always a really wonderful start. But what other support for listeners who are listening to us today in Adelaide? How do you hope people will be able to get on board and help your organisation, Pregnancy Help SA? Well, actually, on our website, um, I'll put a section on there called Adopt a Mum. And the thing is, because each mum that we help needs, you know, that personal contact, that friendship, that love. You end up being not only their best friend, but most of the times I end up being their mother for life as well. So I help them through their whole pregnancy and after their pregnancy, you know, I go to the, their children's birthday parties. I'm there forever, you know. So it's not just a, you know, a once-off thing. So um, if people would love, I would love more people to be able to help, you know, with that side of it because there's only one of me and I can only stretch myself so far. So. I imagine the need for doing the sort of advocacy that you've done too, this young Zambian mother, Faith, well, no doubt she is just a blessed recipient of your goodwill and your good work because uh, you went into bat and uh, you've been able to get the hospital and the health uh, insurance company to uh, to actually come to an agreement and actually take that huge burden of $8,000 off her. That's the sort of thing, too, I imagine, that you want some people who, uh, who'd like to go into bat for uh, for people who are disadvantaged. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's a bit... That is another side of it as well. So um, I used to do some politics before, so I have a lot of connections to help with that side of it. Um, but the main, the main thing is also uh, we have to raise our own, our own funds for the births. And I've got another two births coming up very soon. One's in Queensland, actually. And um, so even... And we do a lot of other states as well that we help women who don't know where to go. A lot of the organisations in different states just offer material assistance, but they don't offer the one-to-one care that these people need, you know? As, so there is a there is a real good network between uh, pregnancy help support agencies like yours, uh, but not everybody can offer the the one on one support. No, we're the only ones that do. <laughs> so, but, but I have um, got a few friends in different states that are taking in the girls for me now, so that's an added bonus. Um, yeah. Well, Robin, so, you are a true champion and your Christian faith right at the heart, right at the foundation of what you do with Pregnancy Help SA. Let me point people to the website. It's pregnancyhelpsa.com.au. Pregnancyhelpsa.com.au. Robin, you are a champion and uh, just want to honour you for the good work that you're doing. And what a great breakthrough for this young woman named Faith. And thank you so much for sharing your heart with us today on 2020. Oh, thank you for having me. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.